Welcome to the IAOM podcast, First Break Stories from the Roll Floor. I'm your host, Simon Tietke. This episode is a first for me. I'm joined by a host of another podcast, but hey, no pressure, right? Today's guests are Mike Turning, Head of Product for Retail and Grain Origination at Greenstone Systems, and Mark Hisken, Synch Platform and Development Manager. We will chat about their software platform and how it can help milling companies from procurement, through intake, through the milling process, and all the way to their customers. But first, a word from our sponsors. Bühler Insights is the digital service available from Bühler. It provides unprecedented levels of transparency for your process by capturing data from the machines in your plant and then visualizing that data in a digestible format for you to make more informed decisions about your production process. It works on a single machine, an entire plant or across a multi-site organization. Bühler Insights is a powerful, customizable and highly secure digital solution that increases productivity, it could be increased yield, reduce plant downtime, machine, line or plant performance analysis in comparison or reducing your energy usage. Whatever your top priority is, Bühler Insights has you covered today and into the future. Contact your local Bühler office to find out more or just search for it online today. GEA Golfetto Sankari consider milling raw materials such as maize, wheat and cereals as a promise. A promise to all their customers to promote environmental sustainability and make the most of the resources offered by our planet. That's why GEA Golfetto Sankari's milling technology is developed with the aim of protecting raw materials in the most effective way by reducing internal friction, optimizing the layout and maximizing the energy savings. Discover how GEA Golfetto Sangari develops and builds milling plants of any size and any capacity on GEA.com. Hey Mike, hey Mark, how are you doing? Good afternoon, Simon. Hello, Simon. Well, uh, thanks for having us on your podcast. Thanks for joining me. So now we have two podcast hosts on a podcast. That's the first time for me. Um, I know, Mike, you, you are host of a podcast too, correct? I am. I'm the host of a podcast called Outstanding in the Field by Greenstone Systems. Um, but I have never been a guest on a podcast, so this is uh, the first time being on the other side officially. So. Well, there you go. Let's see how you do, and maybe, um, you know, if you do all right, I can be maybe talked into being on your podcast. <laughs> okay. Sounds, <laughs> sounds good. Now all right. Now you the bar high, though, so we'll <laughs> you go. see if I can clear it. <laughs> well, um, while you're talking, Mike, why don't you introduce yourself and, you know, tell us who you are, where you come from, and what you do, who you work for, you know, all the all the basics. Sure. Uh, my name is Mike Turning. Um, I, I work for Cultura Technologies. I work as uh, the director of product. Uh, I grew up in central Minnesota, a little town called Cocado, 50 miles west of Minneapolis, and um, grew up working on um, a farm. My great uncle's uh, diversified dairy, seed, and a uh, bunch of other stuff farm. So my dad was a farm equipment dealer, and um, so yeah, I grew up in the rural community of Cocado. Um, when I graduated from high school, farming was not a very attractive option because um, interest rates were about 20%, and I decided, you know what, I better find something else to do. So uh, I went to college, got my accounting degree, spent four years in public accounting in, in Iowa, and then um, went and worked for um, Harvest States uh, mm -hmm. before it became CHS. Uh, we had a department there that did the books for 
monthly financial statement compilations for about 85 grain elevators. And I got uh, into the software uh, through that. And um, when it became CHS, uh, they divested of the software that we had and our accounting service bureau and John Deere bought it. So I was with John Deere about 10 years and then uh, they sold the company to uh, what is now Cultura Technologies. So um, Cultura, I've been with Cultura since, uh, since uh, 2011. So that's kind of how I, I got here and Interesting. Uh, love working, love working with customers, uh, trying to figure out their problems and challenges and coming up with solutions to um, address those needs. Yeah, I have not heard the history behind the whole cultural technologies part yet. It's pretty interesting. There's a lot of, obviously a lot of experience in the agricultural business side behind yeah. that whole, whole coming of that, of that software. Huh? That's mm -hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So we work with, um, we work with agribusinesses. Um, so Mark and I work with um, cooperatives, um, grain processors, ag retailers, uh, some seed um, processors as well, and um, throughout the United States. Yeah, um, you know, pretty, Good. pretty fun space. We enjoy it. You mentioned so. Mark here. That's our second guest. Mark, why don't you introduce yourself? You bet. Um, yeah, Mark Hiskin. Um, uh, Yeah, I, I'm the platform manager for our Cinch product. Uh, born and raised in Minnesota, Minnesota boy. Um, Southwest Minnesota is where I grew up, Marshall um, to be exact. Um, have always had a connection with agriculture. My dad was, uh, was a farmer when I was born, um, got out of farming, and, uh, but always kept kind of his toe in, in farming and uh, just doing some hobby farming. So I uh, grew up just having a love for agriculture and, um, of course, lived uh, in an area that was rich in agriculture. And so uh, a lot of my friends were farm kids. And um, so always had that uh, connection with ag. And uh, out of college, uh, graduated from Bethel University in St. Paul, um, uh, got into a software, small startup software company out in Spicer, Minnesota, uh, which was also uh, involved in agriculture. Um, their, uh, their products were agriculturally based um, or focused. And, uh, and so for the last almost 20 years have been in the ag software uh, market space. And uh, for the last seven, almost uh, seven and a half, eight years, um, I've worked with uh, Cultura and um, um, been been working with Mike, and we're on we're on different products, uh, focused on different products. But uh, um, yeah, I love agriculture. Love the connection with uh, agriculture and and technology and software, and um, it's just been it's been a great career. And um, hope to hope to be in this space for uh, for many more years. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned agriculture and technology, and that is something. You know, me as a as a miller, I often don't see what happens to the crane and what happens to the whole technology beforehand before it really hits up, hits my intake pit, right? And it's it's quite interesting when I talked to you guys earlier, you know, before the podcast, what what is all possible and what's all out there. But then also mm -hmm. how how you guys are involved in in the grain processing part, especially you know when we talk about um, grain milling right because that's the business we are from 
And um, I know you guys, obviously. I know Cultura, actually, through uh, my employer, Miller Milling. We use your guys' product, Cinch. It's... Um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because, you know, those are not my strengths when it comes to that part of software. But is, is that in... Would you call that an enterprise software? Would you call that an... How would you, how, what, what would Cinch be for you? For I mean, I know how I use it. I maybe can... You know, explain that later. But how would you call that software? What is it? For, what is it for you, and what is it for, like a grain processor? Sure. So uh, I'll take that since it's kind of cinch cinch focused. Um, cinch is a collection of uh, functionality or modules um, that it tightly integrates with one of Microsoft's ERP solutions, their accounting solution, if you want to call it that. And so our, our modules, really all of Cinch, really um, builds out all that functionality that isn't contained or isn't available in the, in the standard accounting system like GP. So, you know, you think of, really think of everything that Miller does in its uh, transactions and uh, in its business processes that you couldn't go and just take an off-the-shelf accounting package and handle, you know, contracts and settlements and um, scale tickets and uh, just all of that, all of that um, agriculturally focused functionality that Cinch uh, provides through its functionality and um, very similar to uh, the product that Mike works with as well. Yeah, I, I would agree. Now that you say that you can't just take anything off the shelf, you know, I know that our Cinch program is quite customized to um to our needs and purposes but also when i talk to a lot of um finance people financial analyzers or people who come new to the to the grain milling or agricultural industry they expect this like one grain in you know that much flour out and it's just so much harder in the grain business to do proper accounting than i think it is in a lot of other businesses you know, for example, if you work in a warehouse and you get those amount of, of of lots in, you know, and you have that amount coming out and it goes different places, it's, let's say, fairly easy to account for that. But I feel like with grain and all its different products, you know, all its different byproducts from receiving till till the end, it's so much harder to later turn 100% back into 100%, if that makes any sense, right? You get your, you get your wheat coming in the intake pit, and you have that many percent of dockage you take out usually at the beginning, right? Which we put the screenings, which eventually goes to feed. Then you put it over a cleaning house. The same thing happens again, right? You take things out to clean the wheat, but you also put water on it. <laughs> so you need to account for that. So the weight <laughs> changes again. And then you make flour out of it, maybe two different kinds of flours you make, then a mill feed out of it, you know, and you still create screenings. And all those different things later on need to be put together and, into contracts because then you sell all those to different customers it's quite in, it's quite impressive how one system can can take all care of all of that that is for sure the case you you're exactly right you know the the complexities the quirkiness of agriculture and and you know you've got the perspective of of the milling business provides opportunity for for cultura and mike and i and our and our products to deal with all of those complexities and uh, uniquenesses that that agriculture has, and um, and so, yeah, it's it's complex, it's strange, um, <laughs> quirky at times, but um, that's opportunity for us. And uh, Mike, maybe you have some words to say about that as well. Yeah, certainly. Um, 
you know, it's obviously one of the oldest industries in the world, but um, it, it doesn't make it uh, easy, right? Uh, especially uh, now with uh, a lot more um, desired traits involved with things like milling. And um, then we have different commodities that um, the, the farmer brings them in, but um, they need to be dried, right? Like corn. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you're right. of course that, that shrinks it. And then you mm-hmm. have all those complexities and moving it from a, a bushel, uh, to some sort of a weight. And, uh, which is you know, an interesting uh, topic, right? That whole mm-hmm. bushel topic, mm-hmm. because the first time I came to the U S <laughs> and somebody told me, well, it's how many bushels to an hour do I need, you know, this machine to run at? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I figured <laughs> out it's, it's a volume weight. It's not yep. a weight mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily a volume. I mean, obviously, you know, we trade wheat by what, 60 pounds a bushel, something like that. Yep. But oh, yep. wheat is never really 60 pounds a bushel. So that's that's what's really right. confusing. And I think that that's what really kind of confuses a lot of financial analyzers too. You know, because yeah. you say, oh, we, we use this month, we use, you know, let's say 15,000 bushel on that line of wheat. But it's not very accurate. Right, if you go that way, it's not very accurate to mm-hmm. to be able to to um, trade with that. I it's that's a tough one. So, um, do you is wheat traded traded by bushel, correct, in the United States? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now that yes. doesn't make it much easier, doesn't it? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not so much when you're turned into uh, five five pound bags of flour, right? Yep, exactly. <laughs> yep. And between that, you measure in hundred weights. You know, that's. Yeah. Which is not that hard. It's 100 pounds. But till you figure out what that CWT means, you know, it takes you a while, too, when you come from a different country. <laughs> that is for yeah. sure. Yeah, so, indeed. So, Cultura and Cinch, what do you guys do? Let's start at the intake. Or let's let's start earlier. Let's start at buying buying grain. For, let's say I'm a flour mill. How do you guys help me to buy grain? How do you make it easier for me? Well, I can I can start. Mark can round out the edges on this question. Um so we, we have systems like, like Cinch that allow the, the grain originator, the, like at Miller, a procurement person mm-hmm. to contract to buy the grain. Um, a lot of our customers buy directly from the farmer. So um, they, they set up contracts. Sometimes the farmer doesn't want a contract in advance, so they, they will spot it or store it at the uh, grain facility um, and then sell it later. Um, spot happens right away, but uh, they could store it and then sell it later using uh, different marketing strategies. Um, but what our systems are designed to do is um, basically take every load that comes in across the scale and apply those those loads to a contract. Um, with processing facilities, one of the complexities is is that some of them don't have much storage. Yeah, uh, they have storage limitations, and um, you know, most of their investments are are in the milling equipment. Uh, and the and the, the processing plant, so um, they want to throttle those loads that are coming you in. You have to absolutely, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, And qualities of of you know prime consideration to um, make sure that you get the the traits that you want in your flour and your yeah. in your primary finished good. So um, being able to um, grade all that, work with grading equipment, putting those grades on the ticket, um, coming up with the final weight. But even before then, um, you know, communicating with things like message boards, instructing the truck driver to go to this certain pit um, yeah. and being able for that pit operator to say, hey, um, 
this load isn't really what we thought it was. I'm, <laughs> I'm not seeing, I'm seeing some things here that we don't want to yeah. put in the bin or we're going to reject this load, what have you, that can be communicated back to the main office. Um, so yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, thought has been gone into, um, automating facilities and, uh, the near manless facility where a driver can come in, um, the system reads a tag and, um, identifies, uh, who the hauler is, who they're hauling for, what the crop is, what the contract is, could be a load number, um, yep. that they're, that they're, um, using to, as credential to get, you know, accepted into the plant and to be able to even, you know, start, uh, probing the load and, and, uh, ultimately emptying it and so. it would even make the decision then based on the analytics what what kind of destination it should have correct yeah in, yeah. in certain cases yeah, yeah. can do that so yeah that's pretty neat so is yeah. that would that be cinch that would, would make those decisions when you when you say like an automated intake or was that a different product you have yeah we have a different product for our um facility automation when it comes to the inbound and outbound loads uh, that's that's we have a product called um one way mm -hmm. uh, that does that and um, another product that works very closely with uh, one way called binsight binning is uh, binsight is a um uh like a bin board electronic bin board yep. so it's a bit blending and traceability reporting tool uh, for bulk commodities so replaces the old uh chalkboard or whiteboard <laughs> and uh makes that so um people in the in the plant can see what's going on what's in the what's in each bin um based on the tickets that have been going in and taken out of the the bins yeah and then has the capability to do model blends too so if you want to um hit a targeted quality you could draw you know it'll model drawing from different bins and uh what the 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 average quantity quality would be so Yeah, I think awesome. pretty cool things. I think you hit some good points, especially traceability is a big topic, and I think we're going to talk about that in a minute. But I just want to go back to throttling the loads because I have experience with that, right? If we we have a facility that takes unit trains, for example, and obviously you get discounts if you load the unit, unload the unit trains in a trains in a certain time, and that is you know how you make make or break right when it comes to money, and obviously you know when you're Two, two trains come at the same time, I can't unload them very quickly, right? Or the other topic is too, right? If you have a facility that takes three, four different kinds of weeds and all come in a unit train, you need to really be able to to make sure they come in a certain amount of time. You know, they come, they, they don't come at, at each other once. And But also the other thing is that, you know, I need to be empty on, let's say, a hard weed when a hard weed train comes in because it's 110 cars of, of weed, you know? So those are very important things I know for our for our part of the business. And it's very useful to deal with that because, you know, especially on those facilities where we have those trains, we have a giant throughput of wheat, but a very small amount of storage. As you mentioned, it's a very typical mm -hmm. typical problem, I think, with flour millers and grain millers that the storage is just not where it sometimes could be, but obviously it's an investment thing too. But it's very nice to have a tool to be able to um, control it somewhat. I mean, you when you talk about the railroad, control is a word you don't really often use anyways <laughs> but <laughs> it's true <laughs> yeah once it once it's loaded and on the on the on the, and on the road or on the rails then it's you know it's kind of a gamble but most of the time it works out <laughs> yeah well we're uh, we're recording this in early february and i know there's going to be some really cold weather coming up uh this yeah. weekend and in, in uh, the midwest and 
So one of the one of the cool features of our software is that the um, the tags on each rail car uh, can be read uh, by a reader that communicates with our software, mm-hmm. and we integrate to a uh, the North American Railroad database. Yep. So it uh, it'll tell us, hey, here's the car number, here's the the maximum weight uh, it can it can hold. Um, it, it captures all that information. So on the outbound side, when it's being loaded, it can throttle the load um, based on the the capacity of that uh, that rail car, each That's rail car. Cool. So yeah, so no one has to go out there and take a clipboard when the wind is blowing thirty miles an hour and it's somewhere 20 in North below. Dakota. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> in North Dakota. Uh, all that's captured in the comfort of a heated office. <laughs> exactly. That's not too bad. Yeah. That's not too bad. Yeah. Awesome. So, Simon, I think I think Mike's touching on uh, this this taking technology and and bringing it together with with our software and um, you know the sky's the limit. I mean, Mike and I have seen tremendous um, growth in this whole merging technologies together to provide solutions. I mean, it's, it's amazing as I just sit here and, and listen to my um, share, just thinking back over the last 20 years and how far we've yeah. come with not only our product, our software product, but just the technology, you know, GPS did not exist when we started in, in software, Mike and I, 20 years ago. Um, GPS now is, is, is such an important technology and, um, yeah, just so many other, um, you know, mobile phones. I'm looking for my mobile phone. Don't have it on me, but um, you know, just just you know, the the power of what our our users of our uh, of our platforms have just in in uh, in their phones, and we're able to deploy mobile apps and and the information available is just incredible. So, um, you know, what we've seen in the last 20 years. I mean, just think how you know, with the change that's happening and, and uh, the growth in technology, what what we'll be talking about in five years. Yeah, you know, ex- exactly. Five, five years, yeah. yeah exactly. And, and not not just that, but the last five, I think the last five years been very much um, a big, was a big leap for, for technology when it comes to grain milling itself, right? Because the automation system's been there for the last 20 years, right? It started, stopped machines. They got a little smarter, right? They, they knew what product you were creating so you couldn't put one on top of the other like the product interlocking but where we really came the last five years is a complete different thing the whole iot all the sensors you have now that can communicate to each other which you didn't even know that one condition affects the other condition and now you can learn out of that right your gps is mentioned gps is also very important to us right temperature humidity vibration sensors tell us a lot of things how things are produced so inside the mill Right, traceability systems that reach from intake to loadout, right, are so sophisticated nowadays inside the mill. But this is kind of where we stopped, and everybody was doing their own little little pillar of of excellence, right? So, so the, the usually the machine suppliers for the mill, milling industry supplied the automation system, which was very sophisticated, and then you guys supply everything else before and after, which is very sophisticated. But um. You know, I can only speak of personal experience with Cultura and with some of our automation systems that we have. Um, we, we, we use Singe for accounting purposes mainly. And then, um, you know, we always took our production data and it was either created by a system above our automation system 
and from then on it was like creating an, either an Excel file or people were writing it by hand into Singe, right? On the other way around, they were taking it out of Singe and putting it into our automation system, for example, for incoming read, right? So, and, and we just went a step further and, and, and you know, you guys came up with this SingeX connectivity tool we have now, which is, if, you know, nobody checked it out, it, everybody should really look into that. It's kind of amazing because it connects our automation system no matter what brand we have right now in any of our molds to the Singe system and we are you know able to talk immediate production data back and forth right though this this mundane task of writing down data and, and transferring data and the, the the human error in inside is just going away and so we cannot just get all the information from the incoming read from all the, the all the car numbers all those things right all the all the spec sheets you have on the car we get those automatically into the bin data of our automation systems. We know what read is in what bin at what time and which car did it come out of, right? So the traceability is 100%. All of a sudden, it doesn't just go to the intake pit, it goes before, right? And then on the other hand, on the outbound side, you know, we, you can do COAs, you can, you know, fulfill contracts on the outbound side, uh, outbound side. And, and you have the traceability going that way, which is, I think, that's where the power is, right? When you can actually talk to different pro processes. And I think in the last five years, this is what happened, right? It just got so fast and so the connectivity got so high, right? Everything is all, all of a sudden compatib compatibility, com the compatibility got so high. That's where I was mm -hmm. going with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, you mentioned Synchex. That's one of our, one of our products, uh, electronic document exchange. Um, and that, that product uh, handles millions of transactions every year. Um, and, and it's essentially flawless as long as, you know, the server's running and you, and your network and your internet is, is, is up. Um, and to your point, Simon, it, it just eliminates a lot of the, a lot of the, the error that happens with humans as we key transactions in, you know, it's prone to happen. Um, and it's fast. Um, it's, it's working all night as we're sleeping, you know, Synchex is, is, um, is just this automated um, data processor. So that's fantastic. And, and the other part of the neat thing with Synchex, um, that product is that it's, it's talking, it's speaking um, or transacting in, uh, in a schema um, that is the Ag XML schema, data schema. So it's a standardized uh, message format that um, industry has said, yes, we agree to these you know, th this format of these, um, these transactions. And so our product then is set up to expect the data in a certain format. Yep. And so when someone wants to transact with, with Cinch, like with Miller, um, they put the data in that format. Um, CinchX just expects it to be in that format, uh, consumes it and uh, pulls it into the system and, and, you know, goes out the same way. Um, yeah, it's just a fantastic, and it's just, uh, it's an example of taking technology because it's leveraging, you know, it's leveraging, uh, you know, the, the horsepower of the, of the computer, of the server, mm -hmm. uh, the internet connection, because it's, it's passing that data out, um, and, uh, and, and then the reverse, bringing it back in the same way. Um, yeah, 
it's it's really neat really neat to see the integration of technology work like that and provide value great value oh, yeah, to absolutely. our customers uh, huge value for us for sure i mean i can only speak for us but but it takes a lot takes a lot of the work away that's for sure yeah it's kind of interesting mark i think uh last year one point you had a customer call and due to some third party server outage uh there's all of a sudden they're saying we're not getting our transactions. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, gets their all... attention right away. It, it does. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's true. I mean everything is gone. Every, everything is moving to the cloud, and everything is going to be eventually in the cloud. So, so you have to have those tools to be able to to um, communicate. And you know, you, there's always the case that one of the servers goes down, but you know, you always have have the option to send the data later or resend it. And and we we worked around that quite a bit, and it works so far. It works pretty well for us. From above and beyond service to incredible flower performance in your facility, Miller Milling Company goes the extra mile at every mill. Miller's team's dedication and attention to details helps them learn your business so they can work seamlessly as a part of your crew. Whether you need existing products or customized solutions, you can count on Miller to deliver exactly what you need. Miller Milling also works to make sure every link in your supply chain is secure so you get a reliable product on time, every time. And if something ever happens to go wrong, they always make it right. Because here, flour is more than a processed grain. It's a partnership. Welcome to Milling Made Easy. For over 40 years, Lawrence Conveying Products has been North America's single source manufacturer for all things drywall. Lawrence offers a wide range of pneumatic conveying product solutions including diverter valves, slide gates, couplings, elbows and more. Customization is their specialty. Family owned since 1979, Lawrence understands the importance of quality service and flexibility. Clients aren't just clients, but rather extended members of the family. Save purchasing dollars by contacting Lawrence, your one-stop shop. Good. Um, we talked about Cinch quite a bit. I think you guys have a couple more tools. I think you have a scale automation tool too. Do you want to talk, talk about that for a minute? Yeah, so so there is um, some scale automation elements in Cinch um, that um, many of our process customers use. Um, those who are really interested in automating as much as possible then would go and look at our one-way um, scale automation system, um, which works with platform scales as well as um, outbound bulk loaders. Mm -hmm. So um, it also works with flow meters as well for you know, oil that might be produced in a processing plant or ethanol or biodiesel, uh, what have you. Um, and the, you know, the other co-products like um, DDGs in an ethanol plant, yeah. uh, things that are not quite as high a value um, necessarily, but uh, anyway. So yeah, that's the, those are the pieces that um, where we're getting to almost the self check-in. Um, we have some self check-in capabilities now where the, um, the driver can just pull onto the property with by scanning a card. That's awesome. At their credentials, they, they might dip a license, um, driver's license, into a reader. Mm -hmm. It'll capture that information. If the, um, if the site wants to have proof of, um, you know, a certificate of clean-out or what was the previous um, load hauled. Very important can, nowadays, yeah. Yeah. They can actually um, capture those documents, and uh, those will append to the uh, the document 
uh, the final scale. So everything it. is everything is in one spot, right? So if you have a non-GMO facility, for example, and you know you handle mm -hmm. non-GMO corn or something, that's very important to you. That you know that there's mm -hmm. no there's there's no cross contamination. So that would that would help a lot. Do you um do you see that that automatic check-in and everything also on the outbound side? That, for example, you have a flower truck that comes in, and you know the same way you scan in, you chose you which which loading spot to go, maybe, and then also probably a certificate of of sanitation too. Yeah, I I think um, sometimes when you have the um, you know the ties with the um, the serial numbers on them, the seals. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, that uh, that adds uh, adds adds a little bit of complexity it there, does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, but uh, yeah, certainly moving that way with um, with being able to to have less people on a site operating the site, yeah. uh, handling the in and outbound traffic. Yeah. Um, we I don't know if we'll ever get to a completely manless uh, site, but uh, you know someone's got to be there making sure. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, but, um, things are running, but uh, you would think ninety five percent of it you could you could handle automatically. Yeah. I mean. You you bringing up a good point. There was the seals. I think that is one of the challenges that we have so many, and they're all different numbers, right? I mean, they're usually consecutive yeah. numbers, but yeah, but that is it's a, interesting. a problem. We we um we autom did an automation product uh, project a number of years ago, and uh, the um, the staff there said, you know, damn it, it just doesn't feel like we're as busy as last year, <laughs> and uh, so they they started looking at the data, and they realized that they had handled. Uh, about double the quantity in the same period of time as yeah. a year ago, but they were less busy in the office because they had automated. Yeah, they don't uh, have so to type every process. load in. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I can see that yeah. happening. You know, we have facilities too that that take local weed in, and it's yeah. those it's those like three weeks that are, you know, just yeah. trucks out out of the gate and and lining yeah. up. I, I see that this can can be easily automated and made much yeah. easier than than having somebody run around with a clipboard, really. Right. And what we try to do is we try to make sure that we, we have solutions where it tries to, we try to eliminate um, oral conversations through radios and such mm -hmm. as much as possible. Um, so that, um, because whenever there's a chance, you know, whenever there's a, a connection that's via, you know, radio yeah. and someone talking, there's always an, you know, did I write that down, what that person said correctly or not? Oh, if Did I'm I... on the radio, do you like, do I understand what he says? You, know, <laughs> you have a slight accent and I, I've been doing, I've been doing enough commissionings of machines and full plans in my life that I was on radios with other people. And they're like, what are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> so we like to communicate with message boards that basically inform the driver. This is what you have. This is what, you know, the grade factors are of the load. Mm -hmm. um, this is who you're hauling it for. Here's the contract number. Please proceed to this pit. So a message and, uh, board would be like a big screen somewhere yep. where they pull up. For example, let's say they, you would pull up to like the scale house or the probe, probe stand. Yep. And then you have mm -hmm. like a big big screen. Now that's how I envision that. Is that correct? Yeah. Typically what they do is they'll um, – we, we can do um, RFID tag reads of the vehicle. Yeah. But uh, the more popular one is just a little proximity card um, mm -hmm. where we can attach information to that card like the contract, you know, the hauler, that sort of information. So they'll come on the property, scan that tag and say, oh, yep, here's here's what I'm hauling. Here's my load. Might have their load, you know, have to bang in a load number or something mm -hmm. um, to continue. But, um, yeah, and then they then they get 
weighed and probed, probed and weighed, and however the order is, you know, we're seeing more and more probing done beforehand. Yeah, that makes sense, uh, yeah. Yeah, before they hit the scale. Yeah, and that uh, stuff so. gets more and more automated too, which is, which is pretty cool. So yeah. do you see that eventually going to go mobile, you know, like on an app, for example? I mean, I, I go, I go um, weigh my... Um, Weigh my um, camper, <laughs> you know, before I go on a trip on a cat scale, and I get that all mobile app now, you know. But is that something you guys looking into, like that you get yeah, all, all that information maybe onto the driver's cell phone? Yeah, we're we are certainly looking at ways to do that. Um, one of the one of the things that we realize is that um, typical typically, and I don't want to stereotype everybody, but typically um, drivers and haulers they don't like to write things down or you know, enter mm -hmm. data into a device. Oh, I got that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're looking at ways to make that uh, a much easier process, uh, maybe by scanning things with their phone and, um, you know, the end result. Right? Yep. Absolutely. Uh, typically. Yeah. So, yep. We're, uh, those, those are in our purview and, uh, you know, we're, we'll be doing more, uh, coming up on that. So good. I yeah. like that. No, that definitely everything that makes, That makes that process easier, you know, especially in the peaked times like harvest or something like that. It definitely helps a lot. No more yeah. dog is barking, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Let's perks for it. working from home, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Good. But the other thing our systems do as well is it, um, it can give an indication of what's happened at the facility um, for the day. You know, how many loads have come in? What are the average grade factors? Um You know, buy commodities. So if you have, you know, you know, different types of wheat or mm -hmm. um, your corn bean facility, what have you, it can track all that, give summaries to to those um, folks. So you could build dashboards uh, yeah. of like your averages, and you know, on, on an average day we take 153 trucks in. This time we did 160, so we did really good. Or, or the other thing is like you have an average protein coming in, maybe, or your protein mm -hmm. range. And you can say, yep. well, we, you know, 60% of that was actually under protein, which we took in today or stuff like that. It's, I mean, I see that being more and more important, right? We, yes. We use yep. tools like Power BI or some tools like that to, to um, you know, visualize dashboards. And if you can get data out of a system like that, it's even better than you don't have to do the calculations in the background, right? So you right. guys already had to, would have, you know, the performance factors we're looking for, right? Let's say how much of between 11.5 and 12.5 protein that we take in today and, and how much, you know, how long has the wheat been stored and things like that is probably very important to people like us. Yeah, yeah, and we certainly, uh, and Mark is, is uh, he and his team deliver a lot of this, but we certainly work with our customers as well to understand information that's important to them and what challenges they're having. Um, so we, we certainly do a number of projects each year as well to, to make sure that, you um, what's important to our customers yeah. we we deliver solutions for so awesome yeah and there's 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 so many opportunities for us too so many different directions we can go with um with all of these what we call in our in our company systems of engagement so we've got our our main core systems like cinch and agris and um that's the systems of record but then we've got all these like you mentioned Power BI, a systems of engagement that um, exposes the data and, you know, pro provides that data in a, in a format or a form that's deployable on a, on a mobile app or an iPad or whatever. And um, 
there's just so many so many different directions and opportunities guys like for for guys like mike and i who are product managers we have to try to sort all that out and go okay what where where do we want to spend our energy and what's our focus um certainly mobile apps deploying um you know functionality out in bite-sized bits to uh to, to mobile apps is uh, we're, we're spending a lot of time and energy and money on, on pursuing uh, solutions uh, on the mobile yeah. platforms. No, and, and I agree you get, you, you talk about a good point there is what do you need to focus your energy on, right? As a company, you mm-hmm. know, and, and you shouldn't, you know, depends on the size of a company. If you're a giant company like Microsoft, you can do everything, right? But you don't need mm-hmm. to bring me back to the point about connectivity. I was talking about, all you have to do is be able to connect to, uh, you know, available applications like Power BI or like our automation mm-hmm. systems, right? And with that syntax, you can fairly easy do that. And and I think that that's where the strength is if you're flexible like that, because then you don't have right. to, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, <laughs> you just have to be able mm-hmm. to talk to it. In the end of the day, exactly. Yeah, yeah certainly. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, it's. it's been an exciting journey and uh you know we're, we're still working on it uh sure making the journey like better for our customers so yeah, sure sounds like it awesome hey um if i have any questions from people you know about culture about cinch about cinch x about anything um i take it they can reach out to you and i can probably put your email addresses in the show notes is that okay oh yeah absolutely yeah, yeah definitely that yeah. would be great yeah. well yeah, we'd uh happy to try to answer any questions the listening audience may have yeah absolutely i think mm-hmm. it's a great great discussion and and i've been learning about it the last three years since i'm you know working as as in a position i'm working in i've really never been exposed that much to to anything else in the machine business or the process itself of grain milling so for me this is all new though i really appreciate that you guys took the time and enlightened me a little bit of how cinch works a program i've been using <laughs> you know <laughs> and um, yeah. I'm pretty sure there will be more questions and we maybe have some more times so we can talk to each other yeah. it's been our pleasure yeah absolutely yeah, def- yeah this has been uh, it's been fun being on this side of the mic Simon so thanks for yeah it. absolutely <laughs> <laughs> you're always welcome well thank you guys a lot and um, I hope you guys have a good rest of your week and <laughs> I'm sure we talk to each other soon All thank right. you Simon thank you thanks again Simon take care take care